didn't see it coming the podcast about brands that learn from the past are looking to the future and are profiting because of it today i'm your host mark stoiber just recently a canadian icon tim horton's coffee had a bit of a bump in the road and what made this interesting was that the bump was caused by what i believe to be a direct clash between accountants and brand people. I was interviewed on CFAX Radio by Mark Brenne on this subject. Let's join our conversation. Oh, there could be some trouble brewing at Tim Hortons. Some Timmy's franchise owners say the company's owners are trying to save money, but by doing this could end up lowering the quality of the product. Seems franchise owners have banded together to create something called the Great White North Franchisee Association to try to push back on changes, which include new coffee trays, mugs, and lids that may, may be more susceptible to breaking. Global Mail had a couple of good pieces on this recently, uh, and it says the group sent a letter to the chain's owner, Restaurant Brands International, urging it to slow down these changes. Restaurant Brands International is owned by a Brazilian, uh, Brazilian, Brazilian holding company called 3G Capital, which bought Tim's back in 2014, merging it with Burger King. Stocks went up by 40%, but it seems the bean counters don't know beans, according to my next guest, because according to retail analysts at CIBC World Markets, Tim Horton's latest same-store sales are down to their lowest levels in more than three years. Let's roll into this with our guest, Mark Stoiper. He's a brand strategy consultant, also an entrepreneur, and the author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Uh, Mark, Timmy's is such an iconic business in this country. What factors have led to the company's slower sales of late? I have seen this happen time and time and time again. And when I, when I saw the news, first, Tim's had been bought by a major holding company. That is, the, these companies do nothing except make money. Tim's got started by making great coffee and, and making great community. And that is not a concept that, as you said, the bean counters are terribly fond of or terribly concerned about. Yeah. And I've seen this happen many times in my career. Uh, I remember working on a McDonald's, seeing it happen when McDonald's decided to go big, big, global, global, because we needed more profit, we needed more profit. And what they forgot was to focus on the thing that made them great in the first place. So Tim's is a Canadian icon. Right, totally. Tim's right down to the name, for God's sake. Yeah, you know, it's it's a it's a Canadian icon uh, being paired with Burger King, which I I don't even want to start about, (laughs) and then owned by a Brazilian holding company that is all about the dollars and cents. And as you quite rightly said, so they're taking a close shave, is what you're getting. They're taking a close shave, so to speak. Man, you've got some awesome anecdotes. I should get in a radio. You're the king of cliche, Uh, but. You know, it, what, what happens is, is as you, I always compare it to um, pulling the planks off the boat in order to make the fire. And, you know, you're going to run out of planks eventually. You mentioned that quality was starting to suffer. That's what the, I don't know. I'm, uh, let me just be clear. So Timmy's doesn't sue this radio station or me. No, no, no. Fair I enough. don't even drink coffee. So I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people love Timmy's. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard anybody complain. I just read a lot. And Globe and Mail, as an example, did these stories. Mm-hmm. And apparently the franchisees, the owners, mm-hmm. are a little PO'd. 
Well, we can we can talk about the Globe story, then completely absolve ourselves of responsibility. Totally. What they talked about, and in the CBC uh, story that they that you quoted as well. What's the CBC you talk about? Uh, it's, it's apparently it's a it's a Brazilian holding company <laughs> that does news in Canada. Must be. Um, and they also talked about using cheaper ingredients, for example, on their trays and their cups and all those right. sort of things, things that would break and cause the franchisees no end of grief. Now. To me, that's symptomatic of a bigger thing. What happens when suddenly you feel like the boss is shortchanging everything that you do? What happens? People, uh, well, uh, people's morale goes down. People's morale goes down. As people's morale goes down, you lose your spirit, you lose your community, you lose everything that made you great in the first place. Now, one interesting bit is that Timmy's is feeling also the heat from uh, new offerings and local sourcing. You know, they're, they're feeling the heat from companies, local coffee shops, where it is all about the local, the community again, finer ingredients, local source ingredients. And so they're taking the heat from the locals, and at the same time, they're having their, their vitals cut out right. by their holding company. And, and Victoria's a great example because we have so many you know, serious exactly. coffee, et We've cetera, got et cetera. A ton. We've got a ton. So basically, yeah. it, it, what it does, it, it, takes, it takes this great organization, and it makes it harder and harder for it to succeed. Now, I, I've, got some, I've got some pretty strong perspectives, having worked on McDonald's, uh, on what a company like Timmy's can do to set it right. And I believe that uh, Timmy's, uh, also in this Global Mail article, again, don't want to get ourselves well, in let's trouble. Well, let's start oh, off with, with RBI strategy right now, yeah. as okay. it stands. Right or wrong, what is RBI uh, doing about this? What is RBI doing about it? They are uh, doing nothing about it. They're trying to look for open franchises in, oh, in yes, Mexico. Of course. Yeah. Oh, that's what they're trying about. to go yes. to Britain. Yes. They're trying to go to the Philippines. Philippines. Yes, yes. Is and that the right move? No. Uh, it, it, thanks for feeding that question. I had a senior's moment there. I do there. my homework. I, you're, you're, a, you're a crack shot. I'd like that. <laughs> I'd like you. that. Um, yeah, so what they did, they said, you know what? We got we to make more money, so we're going to go into different markets. To me, that sounds like somebody where the, the tree is rotten and they start looking for new branches. Well, eventually the tree trunk is going to fall over. The tree trunk is, everything is going to go down. McDonald's had the same thing happen. Local sales in North America were in decline. They didn't pay attention to that. They decided to, to extend their franchise network around the world. It was disastrous. Then what did McDonald's do? They said, you know what? We got to pay attention to what made us great in the first place, which is a great place for families and kids to hang out with some decent food. They brought in things like the McCafe, which upped the quality of their coffee, which made it a nicer place to par- for parents to go while their kids were having a, having a happy meal. And that's what Timmy's has to do. Now, Timmy's has something that McDonald's never, ever had, and that is local. So you can take the food or leave the food. Fast food kind of is all the same, even though you'll have Timmy's aficionados, aficionados of the Timmy's coffee. I mean, yes. there's passionate people loyal. about that. Absolutely. However, I believe, you look at, you look at a Royals game, at, uh, you know, in the break, they've got the Timbits kids. At the Canucks, they've got the Timbits kids playing hockey there. It's all about local sport. But most people don't know that Timmy's is 100% local franchises. And there's a bunch here you mentioned. There, yes, there is a mother-daughter team. They have five franchises. Now, I want to talk. I, I, I called a friend of mine. Her name is Angela Cote, and she's a franchise expert, ex of M&M Meats. Uh, so um, she's got, she knows, what, she knows what, fran- what franchises are all about. The first thing that she said to me... I heard she's me, a cut above. She's a, oh, my goodness. Go ahead. You're sorry. Just, I'm sorry. You are on fire. And, and what Angela said to me, she said, oh, they're franchising around the world? What, because the quality sucks here in Canada? <laughs> and I said, oh my goodness, I didn't talk to her at all about the background. So that's the perception. That's the perception. And, and she said, what they have to do, they have to get back to what made them great. And she says, nobody knows that Timmy's is a local organization, local franchisees. There's a family, a mom and a daughter, the dad slash grandpa 
originally bought a Timmy's restaurant and they now have five here. They know all the other franchisees. We don't know that. We don't, we don't have a clue that Timmy's is local. Now, if you had a choice of local or going to the big, bad McDonald's, which would you choose? I, I definitely would go local. You'd go local. Sure. Everybody would go local. Sure. Support the home team. Nobody knows about that. They could own this thing. And because accountants don't get the, the, the magic and the power of a brand, they're cutting costs, slashing costs. They're, uh, they're building cheaper trays. Instead, cheaper trays you know bean counters not knowing beans it's so true exactly uh let's take a quick break our guest is mark stoiber he's a brand strategy consultant uh, he's an entrepreneur author of the book didn't see it coming we're talking about tim hortons and uh, going through some rare rare tough times over at timmy's while we're taking a short break i just want to mention that i've created a tool it's called branddiy.com that's b-r-a-n-d DIY.com. For any entrepreneur who might be worried that their brand is taking a sidestep or going in places that they're not entirely comfortable with, kind of like what's happening at Tim's right now. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, check out branddiy.com. And when you download it, make sure to type in DIY10 for a 10% discount. I can guarantee you, BrandDIY.com will give you insights that could help you avoid some missteps. Let me know what you think. You easily, easily could argue there is nothing more Canadian than Tim Hortons, other than the Leafs not making the cup. But basically, okay, other than the Leafs not making the cup and other than the Leafs not making the playoffs, but other than that, there's nothing more Canadian than Tim Hortons. Now, people congregate there. Parents bring a cup of Timmy's uh, coffee with them to their kids' hockey games in the wee hours of the morning. Timmy's sponsors all kinds of kids' hockey in this country. Very Canadian. But Timmy's is actually owned by a company based in Ontario, which is owned by a company based in Brazil. And sales are down at Timmy's. And our guest says the way to get profits back up to the brim is for Timmy's to celebrate its inner Canadian. Our guest is Mark Stoiber. He's a brand strategy consultant, and he's the author of the book, Didn't See It Coming. Mark, you say that uh, Timmy's zigged when it should have zagged. It took the wrong turn at Albuquerque, and instead of going wide, it should go deep. Explain what that means. Yeah, going wide instead of going deep is something I talk about a lot. I, 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 I talk about in an age of commoditization, and fast food is the most commoditized of commodities, uh, in an age of commoditization, what you want to do is isolate an area that you can own that nobody can knock you out. And yes, there are a lot of very, very local restaurants, bars, coffee shops. Great, granted. But there are none with the scope of Timmy's, with the history of Timmy's, with the community glow of Timmy's. And so they could occupy a singular position. It is Canada's fast food. I mean, take the quality for what it is. I, I happen to think it's better than McDonald's. I but, love their sandwiches. And, and the coffee, people will kill for the double-doubles. I don't quite understand that. But, uh, you know, the people love Timmy's. So own that and go narrow. Say, we are the Canadian champions of fast food, locally owned and operated. We're in the community. We don't just support the local sports teams, but we actually are owned in the community and own that, and you will create a rabid, crazy following inside Canada, and same-store sales will start to go up. If they aren't already going up now, I'm sure they're still doing fine. Yeah, but the, the last quarter, quarter according yeah. to C, uh, CIBC, is that they're down. If you destroy the morale... 
by having the fran- giving the franchisees cheaper and cheaper materials, implementing more and more cost-cutting measures, having bosses that are in a faraway land, what you're going to do is create the opposite effect. They're going to say this Canadian thing is, well, it's second-rate Canada. Right. And that is the opposite of what we want. Um, I, I, think, I think there's a, a wonderful opportunity here, but I think it, it comes back down to you need to focus on the brand as opposed to the bean counting because brands build the numbers. It's not the other way around. Well, the bean counters were counters have been busy at mm-hmm. uh, RBI, the company which owns Timmy's, and I guess above them over at the Brazilian company, 3G, because it announced just today that uh, it has bought another franchise to go with Tim Hortons. It's called Popeyes, mm-hmm. and it's uh, the restaurant brands international out of Oakville, Ontario announced it's purchased 83% of common stock in Popeye's Louisiana Kitchen. Uh, They've got 2,600 restaurants, 620 international locations. Is this good news, a good move, or a bad move by RBI? Well, you know, I think if if you're going to talk about a company like Popeye's, a company like Tim's, Burger King, I figure, is ubiquitous. They can't own anything. It's a number two McDonald's, which in most people's minds doesn't exist because there's only room for number one. But... If you look at it's Pop- the Pepsi to Coca Cola, yeah, it's it's the one that will never win. Uh, if you look at Popeyes, you look at Popeyes. They've got something unique. They've got something local. It's a little bit quirky, a little bit different. Perhaps this is an opportunity for RBI and for Three G Capital in Brazil to start building a reputation of how to actually take local companies and preserve that magic. I hope. I don't think it's going to happen because I think as long as bean counters are running the show, what they're going to say is how can we make it more efficient pump up the stock, make as much money as possible every quarter, and then... Hightail it. And then hightail it, which is, I mean, it's it's an unfortunate pattern in the corporate world now. That is the way things are going. You look at, I mean, I always use the case of Volkswagen in 1949 when they first touched down. It was a company run by engineers. And it was an ugly car. It was quirky. They had guts to do ballsy advertising that made fun of the Germanness of the car and the quirkiness of the car. Fast forward 65 years, the company is run by bean counters. These are not engineers. And what they do, they cut corners and they get themselves in trouble because they're very slick and slippery. And that is no way to build a company or trust or a brand. Well, we'll see what happens with Popeye's. Popeye's originally was called Chicken on the Run. Did you know that? Yeah, I love Chicken on the Run. Do you know why it changed its name name to Popeye's? I bet there's a good answer. Here it comes. Uh, Changed to Popeye's about a few months after the owner took over back in the 1960s, naming the company after Detective Jimmy Popeye Doyle from the film The French Connection. And Jimmy Popeye Doyle was played by which actor, which thespian? He won an Oscar for this. Gene Hackman. I knew you would know it. See? Uh Nailed it. Uh Gene Hackman is correct. Now, I've got another interesting (laughs) bit of trivia for you. Boston Pizza. Right. Why Boston Pizza? I don't know. Because the owners in Vancouver thought it was a classy name. Boston. Boston. They called it Boston. Why would they go with a Canadian? I don't know. Why would he call it Burnaby Pizza? I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was a very funny fact. True fact, company out of BC, and they're called Boston Pizza because they thought it sounded classy. Did not know that. Well, Boston's a nice city, but... It's a great city. Maybe it sounds sounds more pizza-ish. Maybe it sounds more American and more... um, Well, like Chicago deep dish pizza, right? Yeah. You know, it's a kind of a thing, but I I thought it was very funny. Okay, gotcha. Uh, Looking at some stats about Tim Hortons... Um, now, this is off the internet, so mm-hmm. this, could be, uh, this could be right out of Donald Trump's be, fake, news. fake news. It could be fake news. 
According to this, cost of a Tim Hortons franchise, depending on the restaurant size and location, uh, you must have a $1.5 million in net worth and $500,000 in liquid assets. Yes, it's not it's not a cheap game to get into. But if you if you think about the local uh, the local teams here, like the mother daughter that have five restaurants, you know that they built these up with a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. And this is and made, better music than that too. And better music than that. And they have you know they've invested a lot in of blood, sweat, and tears into these things to make them great. You think about the passion that these people might have. You know they're 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 business people, sure. But they're you know they're building something great here, as evidenced by that franchise price. That is a very expensive franchise to buy yourself into. It's well, worth a lot. Well, it's worth a lot. And and according to these statistics, and I only have back to two thousand eight, the average Timmy's franchisee made about uh, two hundred fifty grand after all expenses. Yeah. Now I don't know how accurate that is in the year twenty sixteen, which is. I mean, I should, what, we're in 2017 now, yeah. so that too, I don't know. No, I, it's, a, it's, a great, it's a great franchise to be a part of. But you know, more than that, if you say that I run a Timmy's, that sounds a whole lot better than I run an Orange Julius, doesn't it? If you think about it, you know, in, in but Canada... But that's a great name, Orange I know, Julius. I know, it's a, we, could go down, we can go down memory lane with franchises all day. But again, it, it, it's one of those things, you know, it's, I work for Timmy's, you work for a Canadian institution. I just, I just hope they have the smarts not to ruin it. Okay, speaking of smarts. Rapid uh, test time for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, we know that the Brazilian company, 3G, owns the company that's out of Ontario that owns um, mm-hmm. Tim Hortons. Yes, RBI. Uh, right, RBI. And we know that Brazil is the largest um, producer, producer of, of coffee. coffee. Who's number two right now? Just uh, as you're thinking, uh, Brazil, um, 36 billion, uh, million bags per year of coffee beans. Number two is a third that size, but number two will surprise you. Kenya. Uh, Kenya's on the list, but a little well down. They're at uh, 0.9 million bags. Tease us. What is it? Vietnam. Very much surprised. Brazil, number one. Vietnam, number two. Colombia, Indonesia, Mm -hmm. India, Mexico, Guatemala, Ethiopia, Cote d'Ivoire, the Ivory Coast, mm-hmm. Uganda, those are your, and Honduras. Good Lord, I did not know that. Me Vietnam, That's I why could I never, it. I could never have picked that. Yeah, so there you I go. could never pick that. You've been listening to "Didn't See It Coming," the podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. If you want to get a hold of me, drop me an email at mark m a r c at markstoiber.com. M a r c s t o i. Have a good one.